Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Ford. I am so excited to have on Vivian, our rich BFF, <laughs> to the podcast today. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Thanks for having me, Shan. I have been, well, we met each other about a year ago mm -hmm. at like a creator dinner. Yeah. And you were so very dynamic. You're exactly the same in person as you are online. You're really I like engaging. to hear that when people yes. tell me that. Because <laughs> I mean, you meet some of these people and like yeah. you just, you never really know. But your content is all about, how would you describe it? I think of it as like money, but in an easy to understand coming mm -hmm. from a friend type of sense. Like you're not reading it out of a textbook. Yeah, exactly. So historically, personal finance has been super male, pale, stale like it's a guy in a suit lecturing you it sucks it's either your dad yelling at you at the kitchen table or yeah. just like a really horrible experience whereas I find that the easiest way for me to learn something is to have one of my friends explain it yes in a, in a way yes. that like I understand and that's where I feel most comfortable going to for advice for recommendations and I wanted to teach finance and about money in that same way that we get all of our beauty recommendations, what restaurant we should go to, where we should travel to on vacation, because when it comes from someone who you see as your peer and as your friend, it's a lot more digestible than if it's coming from someone who's wagging their finger at you. Oh, totally. And it's even in the language. I love how you, I always describe that as like a happy hour concept mm -hmm. where like if we sometimes talk about topics on Fluently Forward, like what's going on with Jeffrey Epstein? I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to be like, he was a renowned man, like all that yeah, NPR yeah, yeah. language. I'm going to be like, he was a creepy little fuck who did yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, it's easier to understand. Explain like I'm five. And you recently started a podcast, Net Worth and Chill. Yeah. How did you come up with that name? I love it. You know, I have always been very like punny. Mm -hmm. I love a good pun. And I, my, one of my favorite hobbies is Netflix and chilling. I love sitting on my oh, couch so and watching TV. Or yeah. <laughs> Or like Netflix and chill. I'm actually someone who's like, can we finish this episode and then we can yeah, yeah, know, yeah, do yeah. the deed? Um, but, you know, I always thought about people being interested in like the celebrities' net worths and being oh, like, yeah. oh, like, you know, XYZ person is worth a billion dollars. And I was like, how interesting would it be to talk about money and pop culture in a way that ties it back to being smart with your own finances but in a cool, chill way, so it's not overwhelming. I love that. So what's your, like, number one go-to financial tip that, like, if you see someone on the street and you're like, I can only tell you one thing to do that's going to help you out, what is that? I beg people, especially women, to negotiate for a raise every single year. That's a really good idea. I always say about myself, and my female friends always say this, and oddly enough, I heard this comparison when Riley Reed was talking about how before <laughs> she was a porn star, she was a stripper. Yeah. And like, trust me, this will make sense, but she would always say, I was so bad at being a stripper because you have to be a shark and I'm yeah. a dolphin. And I'm like, me and all my female friends, like we're dolphins, you know? Yeah. It's like so hard. So do you suggest like, negotiation courses or like reading off of a script like how do you even get started with that you know I think it's a lot of practice and this is something that I learned from my mentor who happened to be the only other Asian woman only other woman only other Asian person yeah. on yeah. the desk when I started as a trader on Wall Street she told me something that I will never forget she said you can only save and invest as much as you earn you can always earn more money mm. and I was like oh shit like okay like that's that's real advice and she said, regardless of who you are, what you do, you need to be asking for a raise every single year. And that is in a down recession market. That is in an up, you know, you know, high economic good times market. Like it does not matter. You should be asking for somewhere between 10 to 15 percent every year. Am I saying you're going to get that every single year? No. But if you don't ask, you're not going to get and the squeaky wheel always gets the grease. So what I recommend is actually just setting aside 
a, t a time every two or three months throughout the year with your boss to go over your goals, things you've hit, things you've accomplished, and then reminding them gently, you know, I would really, really expect, given my performance, a raise at mid-year, at end of year. And this is important because everybody likes to ask for a raise come October, November, December. Yeah, 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 yeah. And your boss is being inundated with requests from you, the guy sitting next to you, the girl sitting across from you. What makes you special? Your boss doesn't care. Like, he's getting the same ask. She's getting the same ask from everybody. But if you've been the person who's set goals, hit those goals, talked about money for the entire year, not in an annoying way, but, like, just reminder every two or three months, your boss knows that's important to you. Yeah. And that if they want to keep you, if you're a good employee and you've done a great job and they want to keep you around, they're going to have to pay you. It's so important. And I've seen people at my, because before I did this full time, mm -hmm. I was I was working in marketing. Mm -hmm. And like, I just assumed like you work hard, they like give you a bonus. Absolutely not. Like you have to advocate for yourself like every month. Every and I, month. I'm a dolphin. I was horrible at it. Yeah. But I saw my other coworkers just like take off because they were so good at doing that. So yeah, it's important. And I don't like the phrase of like, we are dolphins, because I think like, we can all cosplay sharks for a second. Mm. You don't need, to, I don't think you necessarily need to be a shark in your daily life to be a successful, thoughtful, kind, generous, you know, person who is good to other people and loved by others. You can be a dolphin. They However, make it so black and white, right? They're yeah. like, you either have to be like a George Clooney, like man, yes. or you can, or you're like a woman with the children. And you're yeah, right. It's like, exactly. you can You defend. don't have to be that. But like, I think all of us can put on our little shark disguises for those key moments because statistically speaking, the outcomes are better. Dude, so much better. So much better. And like, like money is life. Like, so it's, your podcast is great. And you also do such great, like short form nugget TikTok videos. Like your content's fantastic. So everybody should check it out because the more you know about something, like the less scared you are to like yeah. check your bank account. Exactly. And I mean, we're going to be talking about <laughs> super sharks today. I'm so excited to have you on to talk about the Kardashians, which listeners of the podcast will know, like, I have a rule where I don't talk about the Kardashians on here. Where did this hate stem from, Shannon? It's not hate. It's more of me being like, they want us to talk about them. Yeah, we, they do. And I don't want to reward <laughs> bad behavior. Okay. So like anytime they like do something and you know they're doing it, like you know Kim was like, ooh, wearing the Maryland dress, like people will talk about mm -hmm. it and they'll be angry. I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm just like not going to talk about it. Yeah. Like supply and demand. I want to yeah. cut off your supply basically. Yeah. So that's how I think people should, I think that's same way with cancel culture too. When like Andrew Tate does something and then a million YouTubers make a video yeah. about it. And, and like, it's like, we hate him. We shouldn't be talking about him. You're We're making giving him, him a yeah. platform. So anyway, but like, We'll talk about the Kardashians yeah. today because I want to talk about it if we're talking about like scandalous things people don't know mm -hmm. and like everybody already knows how I feel about them. So from your perspective, as someone who knows the ins and outs of money, you know people who like have a lot of money, have a little money, how people flaunt their money, how mm -hmm. they act with it. When you see the Kardashian family, in terms of finance, what do you think about them and how they're doing, like their current finger on the pulse? You know, I think... Frankly, what I've heard also through the industry having, you know, representation and management. Oh, my God. Do you have insider tea? Um, it's not like a blind item. Or like, it's not like something that juicy. Yeah. But I will say they are well known, especially Kim is well known for working her butt off. And being really nice. Damn it. Yeah. Like, I do like hear she, the best things about she Kim. She is actually a very, very hard worker. And 
while I won't say she deserves everything she has, because I think there's certainly tons of other people who work very hard, but like she isn't like a Hollywood drama queen like type person. Like people like her, people enjoy working with her. That said, I think what they have done really smart as a family is surrounded themselves with a lot of very, very smart people and a lot of very responsible people. So who's, who's if you want to do well, right? Remember yeah. when everybody, remember when Trump was about to become president and everyone's like, yo, he's an idiot. And he's like, I am an idiot, but I'm going to hire the best people. Yeah. And I'm like, is that just how people get ahead? Like they hire the best people. So who's like a good person to hire as a celebrity? Like, is it, if you could only pick having the best, would it be publicist, lawyer, manager? Business manager. Business manager. So I have an agent, a manager, an attorney, and then I have a publicist and a business manager. And the business manager encompasses people like an accountant, a bookkeeper, not even just the, account, the accountant for like the tax season, but like someone who looks at your taxes and how you are making deductions or your expenses throughout the year to help you optimize those. And those are like her private jet is a write-off, isn't it? Because it's for business. Mm -hmm. so, so insane. Okay. Transportation, company yeah. transportation. Because my guess is that it's not owned by Kim Kardashian. It's owned by skin or KKW beauty. Exactly. Yeah. It's owned by a, a company that she is a large equity holder in the same way that they all have G wagons. It's because the G wagons are over 6,000 pounds. So you can depreciate that asset entirely in the first year and write it off versus a standard car that you can only take the depreciation on over a five to 10 year period. Wait, is that a thing? Like do cars mm -hmm. go into business being like, Oh my God, we could have been how much did you wait? 6,000 pounds. Yeah. So if a like car, European pounds, no. <laughs> so if a car is over 6,000 pounds in curb weight, okay. it is considered heavy machinery. And this was put into the tax code largely for industrial commercial workers. So like people who buy tractors and trucks and forklifts. But a lot of brands have now caught on and they make vehicles deliberately over 6,000 pounds so that people can write them off. Wait, that's, I always wondered why the G-Wagons were take, riding in my G-Wagon, as they say. If you actually go on to the Mercedes-Benz of like Torrance, California, or like Temecula, or like Calabasas, like major like hotspots, yeah. they'll actually, there's actually a page that is like, oh, 6, do you want and over? Like, yeah, that's like, if you want to, you know, take this deduction, make sure you flag it to your sales associate, they'll help you with the paperwork. Oh my God. I wonder if it was like 5,000, like 980 pounds and they were like, we got to add a little chunk in the truck. Yeah. It's got to be like exactly X, Y, Z. Yeah. Huh. What, do you know of any other like twisted things like that where it's like, oh, the G-Wagon is actually a celebrity item because it's so expensive or do they do something like that with mansions or I don't know. I know there's a fun topic that we're going to come up with uh, Chris's yeah. So well, we'll should get we to start? That. Yeah. With whatever. That one. Yeah. I, wanna, I mean, I, I have little nuggets that I have prepared to share. Oh, I'm ready for your nuggets. <laughs> and we have like a bunch of different Kardashian kind of like financial scams and schemes that they get into. Let's start with the church because yeah. I mean that's the spiciest one on here. So basically, this is something that has been going on for a while, but I think what can I say? TikTok is really blowing the lid off of things because I think it's that happy hour best friend concept mm -hmm. where I'm sure I once saw an article, Chris Jenner's church was incorporated and I was like, next. But if like a kid's explaining it to me on TikTok, <laughs> I'll pay attention. So what do you know basically about 
this church that Kris Jenner co-founded. Let me bring it up here. I find it funny that the church is like CCC. You mentioned on my podcast how she basically branded all of her kids with K letter names. But how she freaky, by the way, to like be weird. pregnant and be like, okay, it's got to start with the K. Like you're marketing in utero. Like that's yes. so wild. Yeah. I mean, she's always been, devil works hard, but Chris works harder. It's funny because it probably should have been the KK. I know, you know she wanted to put K in there, and then she was like, if it's triple, there's like no fucking way, you know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's the the California Community Church, and she co-founded it in 2009. Yeah, and so I actually have a theory about this, because I have management, and typically in management commissions and fees, you pay your agent 10%, your management 10%, and your attorney 5%, and that is what I pay. So a quarter of my business off the top is gone. And if you'll notice... That's crazy, by the way, to think about. Yeah, it's quite a lot. The donations, we'll call them that, uh, that the members of this church give, oh, coincidentally, 10%. Similar to a Hollywood managerial fee. fee. And as we all know, all of the Kardashian sisters are managed by Mama. And typically, either your manager is parked at a management agency so like um, my manager works at range media or they are self-employed or they are employees of the actual creator's business so think about it this way if kim has chris on payroll she's giving up 10 percent of her business but then kim has to pay payroll taxes on top of that and kim doesn't want to pay those taxes and chris doesn't want her daughter paying those taxes (laughs) and if chris you know, works at a management agency, she has to give up part of that commission to someone else. She's not going to do that. She's got some of the biggest stars in the world with her DNA. She's not doing that. And if she works for herself, she is going to have to pay quite a lot in income taxes from the jump every single year. And Chris is not about paying taxes. Mm -hmm. So instead of paying Chris a 10% management fee, each of her daughters gives 10% of their income to this church, to this church. And why are churches special? Because they are nonprofits. They are registered 501c3s, meaning they do not pay federal, state, or local income taxes, or or local taxes. On top of that, I don't know what role Chris pays, or what role Chris plays at the church, but ministers and pastors of the church can actually have their primary residence written off of their income. Yeah, Chris like does like a sermon once a year. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor, you know. And she can have that written off. And on top of that, if she is the executor or the chairman or a very high level role, she will probably have a say in determining what her pay from this church is. Mm. And again, there are benefits and you know to that as well because. If Chris knows she's going to make a bunch of money from something else that year, she can lower her income as much as possible from the church. Mm. And then the next year, if she's not making a bunch of money, she's like, I can increase my income. This allows her to pay as few taxes as humanly possible. Well, you always hear about people doing sketchy stuff with the church and like churches don't have to pay for X, Y, Z, but I never really knew what it was. So I think they pay property tax or do they not even pay that? That I would have to double check. I think they do have to pay property taxes, Mm -hmm. but for many, many types of tax, they are exempt. Basically, like when everyone's throwing money in the basket, they're not giving 30% of that to the government. No, not a little bit. Well, what's even weirder too is that, right, so she co-founded this 
CCC, California Community Church, in 2009. And not only is it weird in the sense of the money, but the church itself is strange. Like, even their motto, <laughs> they say, uh, bring your mess, we're messy too. I can tell you, like, my churches growing up never said that. They yeah. were like, be holy. Yeah. <laughs> be holy or die. Yeah. <laughs> and they encourage people, they're like, oh, like, you can be, like, relaxed in this church. It's totally fine. It's in Calabasas, and it's close to where they live. But the funniest thing is, like, the Kardashian-Jenner clan, they go to Hillsong or, like, Kanye West. Like, they're not even going to this church. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because it's kind of like this rundown shoddy little it's in a strip mall it's in a strip mall and they don't even really host the services there there's a hotel down the street and they'll rent out the ballroom there and have their services that's a write-off yes you're right and even the services which is just like it's a few people like playing guitar it's like a typical service they make members of the church pay a thousand dollars a month to be a member which i have been to many churches in my day growing up Never heard of that. No, a thousand dollars a month—that's rent. Like, that's, can you live in the church? That's four Equinox memberships. Isn't like, that bizarre? What are you doing? Praying, yeah, and like singing or something. And then there was also weird stuff too, where one of the preachers, his name was Brad Johnson. He was handpicked by Chris Jenner from a Starbucks, and he was like, a, "Wait, he, like he was preaching in a Starbucks?" I, she just like met him at a Starbucks and. He became the preacher. And he used to run this church that like 4,000 people attended. And then he had this cheating scandal where he cheated on his wife with someone. All of these people have like such a messed up past. It's like, I thought you were supposed to be I guess they're really sticking to that bring your mess. Yeah, bring your (laughs) mess. He's like, bring my mess and my mistress and my secret family. I'm bringing them all to the church. And they actually had a tax scandal earlier. So they had previously made their name um, something else. Oh, they had tax liens, right? What was it? They had they weren't paying their taxes like the taxes that the, the, the very small few thing taxes that they, that they did owe yeah. they weren't paying them they had a tax lien they ended up getting yes. they ended up settling it but then Chris was like we should definitely rebrand yeah so they just changed the name yeah. which is like absolutely wild so you would say your hypothesis alleged opinion only but I kind of could see it being true is that every year each of the Kardashian Jenners says, I'm going to donate 10% of what I make to the church. Yep. And then Chris goes, great, I'll be taking that from you because we've got a little handshake deal that that's how you pay me. Yeah. And it's always so funny because people are like, how weird to pay your, your mom takes your 10%. And I'm like, no, she's funneling it back to them. Yeah. I'm sure. Listen, I think, obviously this is all speculation, but. Oh, bring it. My favorite. When somebody does like one <laughs> no, of those no, prefaces, no. I'm like, Whoa. No, obviously this is all speculation, but like. Chris wants the best for her daughters and she knows that and not her son. She's like, fuck you, Rob. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't want them paying taxes. She doesn't want to pay taxes herself. And by doing so, if, if you actually think about it, right, her daughters annually combined probably bring in hundred, hundred fifty million dollars. 10% of that is 10 to 15 mil just yeah. to her. That gets paid out. I feel like they bring in more than $150 million. I mean, I could be totally off. I have no idea. But, I mean, isn't that what? And I have almost this theory where, like, and I don't think it's entirely true, but I think if everybody actually paid their taxes and they didn't try to, like, weasel yes. out of everything, all of these rich people, I don't know if we would be as mad at rich people. Because think about it. If you have a really rich person and they're actually donating, not donating, like, paying their taxes yeah. of, like, $30 million back into the country and, like, that's being used really well, maybe we would be a blooming, blossoming society. It's just wild to me. 
Let me tell you a little bit about Next Evo Naturals and their CBD products. I take Next Evo Naturals, you've probably seen me taking them on Instagram. I have two particular use cases for CBD. One, when I've had too much coffee and I get the jitters, I take a couple CBD gummies. And then also, sometimes you wake up in a foul mood and you don't know why. And for some reason, taking CBD just always makes me feel de-stressed and in a much better mood. So I've been taking Next Evo Naturals for... I want to say about a year now, and I absolutely love them. I love the taste. I love the smart sorb CBD that they use. So basically, this means that you're getting faster absorption than any other product, four times faster than other products. They also have a great deal for Fluently Forward listeners. So if you want to upgrade your CBD, go to nextevo.com slash fluently to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash fluently. I do think that like, even all the way back to like the trickle-down economics type days. What was it like trickle-down something up? Some Oh, trickle-down trumped up. Wasn't that something? Oh. Look at me trying to like yeah. say that I know something. <laughs> I feel like Kamala Harris said well, that. Well, I think that like we have always thought if we give tax breaks, if we write our tax code in a way that benefits rich people, they're going to do just that. They're going to pay their taxes. <laughs> they're going to give back to the community. Yeah, they'll make more donations. Bro. We are giving them way too much credit. I am so sorry, but no, the like a large part of the reason why they got so rich, to your point of dolphins and sharks, is because they are sharks. They are never going to turn around and be like, let me do something good. Like there are very few instances of that. And even when they do try to do good things, sometimes it's a shoot, like, you know, a swing and a miss. Yeah. Like, I just think that there will always be a rich person paying the smartest accountant tax person in the room to find them a loophole to avoid taxes. Yeah. And it won't be until we change tax code legislation that it actually gets better. Isn't that wild? Would yeah. you say knowing so much about finance, is there one country in the U or in the entire world where you point to it and you're like, Ooh, they have a really good system. I've just always wondered that. Hmm. Like, I know, for example, in, like, Scandinavia, I think the taxes are, like, what, 50%? Yeah. And I've seen photos, like, the jails are nice. The yeah, roads yeah, yeah. are nice. The like jails every, look like, uh, like hostels. Yes. Like, they're nice. They and, they, like, the prisoners get to leave every day and, like, yeah. go to work study. Yeah. You know, I think Scandinavia does a good job. You know, like, just, like, to your point, like, Norway, Sweden, like, all of those countries, I would say, do a pretty decent job. But there's a reason why America is called the land of opportunity. Mm. Because there's no place where someone can make it from nothing the yeah. same way that you can here. Like if there was um, a list recently released of like top 10 richest people on the planet, seven out of 10 were U.S. based. Well, here's my question. Do you believe those lists? Because I'm always like, I bet there's someone out there with so much oil money, you can't even comprehend mm -hmm. it. And they're paying people to say, you keep my name off the internet. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Certainly, certainly. Okay. So these are like richest people that like want to be known as the richest. Yes. But also I think richest wealth in that way has become harder and harder to hide because uh, for you to have your business keep and keep growing, typically you either need to go public or the government will get involved and be like, Hey, like what's going on? There may be like some trust busting that needs to happen. If you're trying to merge with like another company, whatever. And the people will look at your financials. And once that's public, it's game over for you. People know how rich you are. Yeah. 
Damn, interesting. See, that would be a great episode. I would love to do one day, like the secret rich people, you know, <laughs> and then and then I'm dead the next week. Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Okay, well, talking about people who want to be on lists and want to be recognized, this was one of my favorite scandals, was when Forbes basically said Kylie Jenner is a billionaire because mm-hmm. they love saying who's about to become a billionaire. And then it came out that she wasn't exactly mm-hmm. a billionaire. And Forbes put out this article, I mean... There's like an image and everything. They say inside Kylie Jenner's web of lies and why she's no longer a billionaire, which is kind of funny because it's like, bro, you're the one who said she was. Yeah, and now like- you're like, we retract, we retract. Um, but basically, there was this whole slam piece on Forbes where they were saying, and they, I mean, they read her to filth. They said everything. But they were basically saying that the Kardashians mainly led by Chris, but Kylie was in on it too. But Chris was the one saying, come on, let's go. They did everything to get Forbes to push Kylie to this billionaire status. Yeah. They wanted it so bad. And this was all when she sold her Kylie Cosmetics deal to um, this beauty company. And the deal was valued at $1.2 billionaire. Oh, sorry, billionaire. $1.2 billion. And I thought this quote, just as we get into it, really pissed me off. I'm curious for your sense on it. They said, Kylie is a modern day icon with an incredible sense of the beauty consumer. And that always rages me because I'm like, she doesn't know the beauty consumer. She doesn't know anything. She doesn't know how much a loaf of bread is. She doesn't know how much a healthcare plan costs. I just hate when people are like, oh, these celebrities are so good because they really understand the average person. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you can tell me that they do a lot of things well. They know how to walk in front of paparazzi well. They know how to, like, eat caviar well. You can't tell me <laughs> that she's such a good businesswoman because she understands no. the average girl in America. No. Like, that's what gets me so mad. It's like, if you're going to be eons rich in a mountain, be rich on a mountain in quiet. Don't, yes. like, also try to, like, be like, oh, I'm just like you. Yeah. I understand you. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I'll punch you on this. I don't know why I'm so mad. It's just, like... Well, you made a good point. You know, you mentioned this when we were chatting on my podcast. Yeah. Like, we feel like all of these celebrities, like, they go and get plastic surgery. They get those vampire facials. They get all of their cellulite basically, like, zapped off with a laser. And then they're like, buy my lip kit. Yeah. Buy my shapewear. Buy my workout program. And it's like, you didn't do those things. Like, you did not use your lip kit. You did not do a workout program. You did not wear your shapewear. You literally went and got thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of work that can only be done by a licensed professional and then try to play it off like this magical cure that you created and are profiting off of is going to be what helps us to me it's like you can sell me something or you can lie to me but you can't sell me a lie right you can sell me a lip kit yeah. Or you could lie and say, I've never gotten my lips done. But what you can't do is say, I've never gotten my lips done. I did it all through my kit and by my kit. Like, that's too much for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Either sell me or either lie. But like, when you combine it, it's like you're being so actively nefarious. And yeah. I just like don't fuck with that, you know? And it, like, and for them to talk about inclusivity and body positivity is like, you guys literally caused an entire generation of like body dysmorphia. Yeah, so you know what I do sometimes? I Google Kylie Jenner's old lips and I zoom in and I'm like, literally me right now. Yeah. I'm like, could I have hers? But I couldn't because you have to go to the best person yeah. and they have to do it in tiny doses and you have to go every week and you can go every week because it's not like you've got a nine to five job. So yeah. like your job is to have those perfect lips. It's just crazy. Yeah. So anyway, so... <laughs> back to this billionaire yeah, list. Yeah, back to this billionaire list. Like this is what made her basically become a billionaire. She puts out these 
lip kits and she starts this beauty company, which is now is like a skincare company. You know she's not using that skincare. And what was really interesting was that Forbes was basically saying that they uh, have this decades-long obsession with net worth. And they compared the Kardashians to Donald Trump, basically saying that both Donald Trump and the Kardashian Jenners would like reach out to Forbes, invite Forbes into the mansion, invite Forbes to look at the papers, like, come on, Forbes, boost me up. And this is my question for you, especially in this world of, you have some people who are so rich you can't comprehend it. And then you have other people like Sydney Sweeney, where you see her face, so you think that she's rich, but she's always like, I'm not as rich as you would think. And then you have people like you, me, other TikTokers, where you see them on your phone every day, and you're like, oh my God, like, they must be rich. Mm -hmm. And you and I were talking about this, this idea of um, who's held to certain money standards. Like, I'll see people online. There's this girl I follow, Olivia, and she did, like, a day in my life in Soho, and she was like, oh, I got a coffee. It was, like, $7. And people were like, you're ruining New York. Like, (laughs) you're pushing people out. It's like rich assholes like you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is a girl who got a car. Look up to the sky. Look at all of the penthouses. Yeah. Go up to the Upper East Side and look at everybody who has like a $4 million. She's renting a place in Hoboken and you think she's the yeah. fucking problem? Like, that makes me so mad. Like, Hopefully I under- just wanted a latte. Like, right? <laughs> so I find it so funny that some people, like, everybody hates Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. I understand that. But Rihanna's a billionaire, and they're like, but we love, love her, her, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And people will be like, oh, my God, I'm so mad at this, like, influencer, shit, like, for fast fashion. But then they're like, oh, my God, Kim Kardashian looks so good at the Met Gala. And I'm like, where are your ethics? Like, do you yeah. hate people with money or certain people with money? So I'm always surprised when these celebrities like Trump and the Kardashians are always trying to say, look at how rich I am. Do you think people give notorious figures a pass when their wealth becomes so big you can't even comprehend it yeah and I also think a big push for that is the whole like wealth begets wealth type thing what does the word begets mean (laughs) yeah so basically like when you are like medium rich people hate you because they aspire to be that but they it feels very far away however the person who's a like myself, I, you know, I am very transparent. I'm like, hey, I made my first, I hit net worth status of a million dollars. I was a millionaire by 27. And like people. Me, like, becoming attracted to you after yeah. you say that. I'm like, <laughs> um, Did she just get hotter? Uh, but, like, people see that and they're like, why is this girl bragging about how rich she is on the internet? I'm like, a million dollar net worth does not mean I have a million dollars to spend mm. in my bank account. Yeah. And then people are like billionaire status, which is an insurmountable amount of wealth. Like I've sat down and tried to wrap my head around it. You can't. I can barely wrap my head around 10 million, 100 million. Because you know what like, it is? Uh, a millionaire is infinitely closer to being homeless than they are to being a billionaire. And people don't get that. Uh. And when people see billionaire in our heads we start to ascribe success hard work and other good traits with that word because we know so few yeah and in our society we equate net worth to human value which is like kind of fucked up but because that word feels it's like hitting the peak of the mountain people aren't mad about it people are like wow what an accomplishment yeah, it's whereas, like breaking through to yes, do something. You whereas, know? like, people, everybody in their life knows of someone who is a millionaire, who knows of someone who is rich. And they typically hate that person because they're jealous. 
Whereas like you can't even like your jealousy can't even fathom a billion dollars. And by being on the cover of Forbes as a billionaire, Kylie gets put into a different category of thought leader of this very exclusive group. How mad does it make you? Like you just know she's not a business leader. No, not at all. I mean, you've seen her speak publicly. It's embarrassing. (laughs) She's like, yeah, this is the year we're experiencing things. Like, okay, get it. We get it. Like, you're rich. You don't do anything. But, like... Rise and shine. And it's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And, like, it's so funny to me because they want to be that so bad. But we also forget, like, Kylie's very young. Yeah. She had a baby at, what, 20, 21? 20. It was very young. Let's see. If we knew any other person in our lives that had that life trajectory without that money, we would be concerned for them. Yeah. Like, we literally have shows on MTV called Teen Mom. Yeah. Whereas, like, for Kylie, because she has money, we automatically assume she's smarter. We assume she's more savvy. And she's not. She just has a better team because she can afford to have one. Yeah. And I just think that when people see that level of wealth, they assume someone is good like it's just a positive connotation well also it's so big right the bigger something is the more you're like oh the hell am I gonna do about it you know like I'm trying to fight this medical bill because it was like an incorrect claim and I'm like this whole healthcare system and I'm like what am I gonna do about healthcare all I can do is fight this claim and it's like well what can I do about Kylie being a billionaire nothing but I could probably say to someone online like fuck your fast fashion yeah but like think about it this way think about these two headlines Kylie Jenner billionaire versus Kylie Jenner has $457 million. You hate the second headline so much more Mm. because it feels like a lot of money that is undeserved. And you're like, all this girl girl did was like make some lip kits and like get her lips done, whatever. $457 million feels like a huge number, right? Whereas $1 billion doesn't even feel like a number anymore. Well, it's like that thing with like the little kids where they're like, do you want like one big marshmallow or like a thousand tiny ones? And they always want the tiny ones. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, well, she only has one billion. Yeah, 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 <laughs> She's yeah, yeah, got yeah. 400 of a million, yeah. which is absolutely wacko to me. Mm-hmm. Well, thankfully, she's not a fucking billionaire. <laughs> so like it, what it came out basically was that for the past, and this wasn't like one you know, sheet that they sent in that had the wrong number. They had deliberately over years been inflating the numbers of the sales that this like Kylie beauty thing was coming up with. And it just, uh, I think they ended up, let me try to find the actual number, but they put her down. So she, they revoked her billionaire status. And this was the year before she became a billionaire. They tried to say that she had $307 million that she had made that year. And it came out that she had made less than $110 million, which is still absolutely obscene. Yeah. But they tried to inflate it times three. Well, I think people also forget that, like, they think net worth is, like, how much money you have, and that's not what that is. Net worth is very easily defined as, like, your assets minus your liabilities. So, like, what you own... So, like, your house. That, versus all those what G-wagons. Okay. So, like, if you have a company that is making a really, really high amount of revenue... You're not looking at that number. You're looking at the profit number. Mm-hmm. You still got to pay for all of the cost of goods sold, that labor, the marketing, all that stuff. And I'm sure, and certainly we like shit on Kylie because it was such like a covered like moment in pop culture and like people can understand her business, but like businesses inflate their numbers all the time. Like they literally will just change accounting practices to make the numbers look bigger. 
Do they say that their income is more? Or do they say that their liabilities are less? What do they typically do when they're inflating? You know, I think it depends more so on timing, actually. There are different accounting methods that you can either do first in, first out, or last in, first out. And basically, it's a way to estimate how much you've made and assign that revenue to a certain year. So it's possible that like she could have been inflating her number being like, oh, this is what I made last year. But that last year also counted pretty much the back half of the year before it. Yes, yes. So yeah. like it really depends on timing. And I'd also say that like if they've been doing this for years over years over years, it may not even necessarily be just like inflating, but it just may not be like standard accounting practices. Mm -hmm. And like Forbes, I'm guessing, wants to go off of standard accounting practices. So they're comparing apples to oranges across the board, or sorry, apples to apples across the board versus apples to oranges. Yeah. Isn't that so, this, this sick, twisted world of people trying to like squeeze things, and it's all just for vanity. Like this was in- I mean, um, think about that new crime headline. Are you talking about the woman that you told me about yesterday yes. who she had a startup called Frank? Frank. Okay, so yeah. this, I can't remember her first name, but her last name is Jarvis. And she created this startup called Frank. And the purpose of this startup was to help young people pay down their student loans faster and you know essentially eliminate student debt faster. And she said that she had like a gazillion users. And JP Morgan <laughs> looked at these financial documents that she had edited and they were like, all right, seems, seems good. This seems like a great program and we wanna buy this. We'll give you $175 million. Yay. Then they actually, as they're going through this like process of buying the company, they're doing this due diligence and they're like, this woman has like 300,000 users mm. and that's it. So then what happens? They must sue her, right? Because they she lied. They sued her. Yeah. And I think she was actually just indicted or taken to prison or like something, something just happened to her. And it's not a Norwegian prison. I'll tell no, you that. No, it certainly is not. Here. Like, uh, and you know, going back to the Forbes list when, so last year I'm like, so I'm like kind of proud, kind of embarrassed to share this, but like you're a Forbes cover girl. Well, I was on the Forbes 30 under 30 list and a lot of my friends sent me a link to an article that was like Forbes 30 under 30, like pipeline to prison because <laughs> your friends sent you that? <laughs> yes, because Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos, Sam Bankman-Fried from FTX, and now this girl from Frank. How fun. I'll be doing an episode on you in a year. I'll be yeah. like Vivian Scandals. Yeah, literally. Um, but all of them were these unicorn babies that everyone was like, oh my God, they're going to be the next visionary to change the world. They were all on the Forbes 30 under 30 list, and they all turned out to be frauds. Well, I think maybe it's just like everybody's so eager to be a freaking visionary. And it's just to me, it's like it's the same people who are like, I have to be famous. So like, It's fine in the middle. It's great in the middle. Yeah. But so many people, I think there's just something off in their brain where they're like, no, 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 not only do I have to be successful and the best, but I also have to be some kind of freaky genius, you yeah. know? And I feel like that's the It's vanity. very much like if you're not first, you're last Ricky Bobby style. Like. I have to be number one mm -hmm. and I have to be so stand out, but at what cost? Like to a point where like you can't even feasibly do it, you fake it. Who would you say has been the last person to be a legitimate, like I feel like Bezos and Gates, right? People talk mm -hmm. about them. Who do you think was the last legitimate non-fraud person to be like, whoa, they're really doing it to, like is it Zuckerberg? You know, obviously there are the tech people, right? The, the Zuckerbergs. You Evan know. Spiegel, right? The yeah, one Evan married. Spiegel. Not really. Um, <laughs> sorry. You know, I think the CEO of TikTok does a really nice job. But I want to actually highlight someone who's not in the tech space. Oh, okay. I think Sarah Blakely from Spanx. Okay. Really, really revitalized and 
was the first person to really ta tackle shapewear and she did it in a interesting way. She actually started cutting the feet off of pantyhose and did that for a year to build up Spanx mm. before she even told anyone she was doing this. And recently Spanx was sold. She was minted a billionaire. Damn. And she gave every single one of her employees $10,000 and two first class round trip tickets to anywhere they wanted in the world. Oh, how nice is that? Wait, what's her name again? Sarah Blakely. Shout out to you. Yeah. Shout out, Sarah. And they recently started making like a Spanx swimwear. Maybe that wasn't so recent, but I've been seeing that. I mean, Spanx is, Spanx is uh, like Kleenex, you know? Spanx is like the OG. Like even like when people talk about like shapewear that is not Spanx, they'll be like, oh, pass me my Spanx. Yes. Yes. And how cool is that? You know what I always wonder with companies like that? What was the second runner-up name? Like if it wasn't Spanx, yeah. was it going to be like tights or like hoist yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> hoist Spanx, is a good one. Yeah, there we go. Sarah, call me up. You could do a little, I don't know, discount line or something. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. And you know, here on Fluently Forward, we sometimes say, I can feel things in my butt and in my gut, and that's how I know that it's true. But sometimes you feel things in your butt and in your gut, and it's actually a sign you need to go to the doctor, okay? So let me tell you a little bit about ZocDoc. I've been using ZocDoc for years, and I typically have been using them on desktop the same way that I browse crazydaysandnights.net but they have a free app now. And this free app can help you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them. They treat almost every condition under the sun. This has been great for me because you know I've moved all over Chicago and Texas and California and Florida and New York and, ooh, and everywhere. And every time I move, I can't just call up my mom and say, hey, who's our guy that we go see? And sometimes, you know, maybe you're new at a job and you don't want to turn to your coworker who's like the only person you know in the city and get a recommendation for who to go to for a pap smear. So if you want to find any a dermatologist, a um, podiatrist, a OBGYN, you can go over to ZocDoc and you can find the right doctor for you and you can book it in the app that day. I mean, I have such luck on ZocDoc being able to book these appointments quickly it's just a really seamless process. So go to ZocDoc.com slash fluently, download the ZocDoc app for free, and then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That is ZocDoc.com slash fluently, ZocDoc.com slash fluently. Okay, so let's get back to the last few different like scammy things that they do here, because speaking of different things that people are known for. The Kardashians came up in a way where now they have this legendary billionaire status. Now they're kind of like invited to the Met Gala. They're kind of in this celebrity circle. But they have always been given this kind of vibe of like a trashy reality star influencer. And they still have that because Kim has still been doing these Instagram giveaways that confuse mm. so many people. And I've seen influencers do this where they're posing on the stairs or on the driveways with like designer bags all around them. And they're like, enter this giveaway, blah, blah, blah. Being in the finance world, before we get into how this actually works, when you see posts like that online, does something go off in your head? Are you like looking for hashtag ad? Can you kind of suss out what a scam is yeah I don't think they're scams but I do think a lot of we'll call them just broad-based influencers do not follow FTC guidelines the way they should and that's basically what putting hashtag ad when you yeah do being really obvious and you know you know clear that something is a paid partnership and is an ad 
And like people will be like, is this an ad on some of my videos? I'm like, what gave it away? Hashtag ad or paid <laughs> yeah, partnership paper. or the part where I said, I'm working with XYZ brand. And I'm like, I make it so clear because I'm not trying to go to prison yeah. over some brand deal. Yeah. Like, hell no. And I think with these giveaways, people assume like, oh, wow, amazing. Like, these influencers are finally giving back to their communities. They're giving us something. We're yeah, getting like something. Yeah, like they're, it's they're coming out doing of their pocket. the $100,000 gift card. Yeah. It's not. How this actually works is these brands are paying for advertising because, or they're typically paying for social following. What they'll do is like, they're like, oh, like, you know, Kim, we'll give you $250,000 to post about us and we'll give away the free product. You need to ask people to make sure they're following you so it feels organic, but also follow our sketchy ass brand. Yeah. Or I guess like one that I can really like think of is like Kylie and like Sugar Bear Hair. Yeah. She's like, They've okay. had so many scandals. Yeah, they're the like years. giving away a year long supply of Sugar Bear Hair and you know, $10,000. Like Kylie is not giving you $10,000. Sugar Bear Hair is giving you those gummies and they're also giving you the $10,000. Kylie is asking you to go and follow that page and that's what you're doing and that is increasing their social count which is valuable because then when they create content you're going to see it in your feed well here's the thing is it valuable so a lot of these giveaways that the kardashians do scott disick is the one partnered up with them so scott disick will like unfollow everyone on instagram then he'll follow 75 accounts and those 75 accounts are all 75 brand accounts. It could be like a mattress, a sock, a spoon, you know? And then Kim will like be sexy in the driveway with all of these gifts and be like, you have to follow me, you have to follow Scott Disick and you have to follow everyone he's following. And I remember this, it was 75 things. So people would go through and press all the 75 people. Then it is a raffle and people do win. So like one person- Someone does get a bunch of stuff, which is great. Oh yeah, people get like bags shipped to their house and like it's always on these weird prepaid credit cards too so like they get these also credit cards. we should think about this mm. when you win something like that you, you have, have to write it ta- off no you have to pay taxes oh sorry that's what i mean yeah you yeah. have to pay taxes so on like it. say you win two hundred fifty thousand dollars in stuff the irs is going to come looking come tax time for a third of that that's so not fair and as a normal I, human I being does it. not have that money to pay that tax so they end up having to sell a lot of it. Or I guess they just aren't aware, so they spend all 250 when they should really only spend, like, I don't know, 175 or something. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Like, the whole, I don't know. I would be like, I followed all those 75 accounts, Mr. IRS. Like, I earned this, yeah. you know? I was a lucky duck. So basically, somebody exposed them, Sarah J. Moret on TikTok, because she was one of those brands that was paid to be one of the 75 accounts mm. or, like, offered. They're like, oh, do you want to pay... to be like a part of this. So it's just one of those weird things where, I mean, I guess it's legal. I guess it's above the board. I guess technically somebody wins. But to me, I'm just like, don't you have enough money? Like, don't you have enough? I don't know. You know, I find it really interesting, especially now that like these, like the Kardashians are like quote unquote business people and they have streams of income from every which way to see them do these like pretty like, low brow giveaways or partnerships with brands that like are not household names or are just like random cash grabs it's just like damn you really have no boundaries or like you really have no 
moral compass. Well, that's the thing. I think with a lot of these people, you imagine, right? Like, I even think with me at the podcast, like, the very first ad I ever got, like, a year ago, I was like, I'd do an ad for, like, anything. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I would like some money. I'll do an ad for anything. And then you get to this level where you're like, okay, like, once I make enough, then I'll be able to say, there's a bunch where I've been like, not them, not them. Yeah, like, my yeah, audience yeah. wouldn't like that. And you imagine with the Kardashians, they would do the same. Where once you're at freaking billionaire status, you're going to be like, I don't think I am going to ask people to follow 75 accounts yeah. to try to win a raffle. But it seems like for some people, it just never ends. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Now, the last thing I want to bring up here is how Kim Kardashian got fined and slapped on the wrist for Mm -hmm. what she did with crypto. So this was something you were talking about, right? But did you say SEC or did you say FTC? So I had said that people aren't following FTC advertising guidelines. FTC. But the reason Kimmy got in trouble is because she actually did follow all the FTC guidelines. However, because she was peddling an investment product, she wasn't actually saying like, hey, go use like Coinbase or crypto.com, which is a platform. She was saying buy this specific investment that goes into the realm of the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission. That's the same thing, right? When Elon Musk was like, once it goes to 420, I'm going to make it public, LOL. Yeah, because that was spoofing the market. So once you're like, once you're telling people what to do in the market and you have a big platform and you're influencing that. that. Well, and like telling someone to invest in something without being a financial advisor that can speak to retail investors is a problem. Mm. Like, especially when it's something that's an unregulated security like crypto. So what is, because, so she ended up getting fined, by the way. She yeah, had to pay $1.26 million. Which is nothing to her. It's like 70 That makes me so sad. Like to, like to you, Shannon, if you were to get slapped with that equivalent fine, it would be $78. 78 Yeah, it was like something ridiculously small. Like less than $100. I'd still fight it. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like thinking about this medical bill I have that's 113 and I've been like calling up people for months. Good, you should be. Come on, you know. 80% of medical bills have errors on them. I feel like it's more. And thank God for Google. I'll just tell this story real quick. Two years ago, I thought I had hemorrhoids. So I went to a doctor (gasps) and he put a glove on and he stuck a finger up my ass and he went, you have it. Go get preparation H from CVS. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Two years later, I finally get the bill because they said that they weren't billing people because of like COVID. COVID. I was like, okay, whatever. And the CPT code said that the doctor put, like, an instrument, that he took a specimen from my ass, that it went to the lab. I'm like, trust me, I would have remembered if that happened. Yeah. So they tried to say the entire visit was, like, $1,600. And you were like, no, 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 this man just, boop. Which, by the way, like, people would have paid me me. to stick their finger up my ass. Anyway, so I called him, like, the CPT code is wrong. Like, it should be this one, which is lower. And they're like, well, I don't know. And then you have to call your insurance. Yeah, it's like an absolute nightmare, honestly. It's wild. But anyway, like, don't ever don't ever blindly pay a medical bill. Never. And, never. And if you do have to pay it, just negotiate. Call up and say, could I get a 20% discount if I pay it all today? And they'll mm-hmm. say yes a lot of the times. Yeah. If you're looking to make some sort of wellness change, maybe your metabolism wants a kickstart, maybe you're having gut issues, maybe you are feeling low energy, let me tell you a little bit about Sakara. Sakara's got a bunch of different things here. They have a flexible signature nutrition program. This is going to be different meals that are sent to your apartment or Maybe you live in a house. I'm just thinking about New York. But Sakara will deliver anywhere from one, two, three meals a day to you for you to eat. And they are jam-packed with so many different greens. I would say each different meal I've had of theirs, their salads are the types of salads that have like 
20 different ingredients in it, which is great because let's be honest, we're all a little bit lazy at home and we're not going to make that ourselves. There's also great stuff on Saqqara. I remember before I had their meal plans, I would buy my probiotics from them. They've got supplements on there. They've got different snacks. They've got super bars. They've got granolas. They've got different teas. So if you want to check out what Saqqara has to offer... Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order. So go to sakara.com slash fluently, or you can enter code fluently at checkout. So that is sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash fluently to get 20% off your first order. Anyway, so she had to pay this. My question for you, I'm scared as shit about crypto because anytime I hear something about it's it, sketchy. it's so sketchy. So what's your view on crypto? Cause like two years ago it was the smartest thing in the world to get into. And now it just seems so like terrifying. It was never the smartest thing in the world to what get into. What about Bitcoin like 10 years ago? Okay. But here, let me, let me break it down for you. Yeah. Crypto is not a bad investment, but the problem people have is that they get so excited that they're like, I'm going to become the next Elon Musk. I'm so rich. They put all of their money into crypto. Yeah. I will be totally honest with you. I have $2,000 worth of Bitcoin. I have $2,000 worth of Ethereum. Just because I want to see where it goes. I'm curious. $4,000 is a teensy weensy tiny fraction of my investment portfolio. Mm. Like tiny. And what people get wrong is that you can invest in crypto. Especially the big names, especially the stuff that has use cases. Yeah, I've got some Bitcoin. Yeah, like use case. Like the point of that is like I understand wanting a like a decentralized currency. I get it, but people who are investing in like what was uh, Kim's thing, Ethereum Max. That's not Ethereum. Yeah, that's a completely different shit coin somebody made up, <laughs> and it's literally a pump and dump scheme where the people who make this random ass shit coin, they get people to. They pay a bunch of money for big time influencers to pump people into it. Yeah, like once Logan it goes Paul up, does this. yes. Yeah. Once it goes up in price, they lock the liquidity. All the founders sell their stake, and then whoop, and leave people to yeah. just lose hold it. the bag. They're holding the bag. Isn't that wild? It's so fucked up. Yeah, it's also criminal. Like it's illegal to do that. Yeah, and like I think the problem is is. Our society right now is more technologically advanced than ever, and tech, technology is growing faster than ever with AI, with everything. But like our government, our lawmaking, like, yeah. Pro- yeah, like our lawmaking processes and the policies that they create are a zillion years behind, and they cannot keep up. It is wild. Even like if you get a passport, they're like, send in this check to like this yeah. address. I'm like, oh my god, like we're so screwed. Like you can't even do it online. You, I, like, like, you're like, like, I can't PayPal you this. <laughs> Let me Venmo you. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely wild okay well as we wrap things up here i want to like ask you some final kind of rapid fire questions about what you think first of all an easy one your favorite kardashian your least favorite okay favorite i have to say kim just because she is okay mine's chris oh okay i i didn't realize that was an option sorry yeah okay yeah i like chris a lot but I will say, I think Kim works very hard, so I'll, I'll keep with my answer. And Me she was too. the one I, who made them all famous. Also, like, I will say, if there was something bad, if she was a bitch, people would be so ready to call her a bitch. And the fact that she's had nothing but, like, a good reputation for the last 20 years, like, people say good things about her, she's probably really nice. Yeah. Okay, who's your least favorite? Probably Courtney. Oh, okay. Mine's probably Kendall. I just think Courtney, like, she's the least hardworking. Yeah. She's 
it's just she just gives me the ick. Her and Travis Barker give me the ick. Yeah, yeah. Anytime somebody open mouths kiss, I don't want to see that. Yeah. You know, put it away. Yeah. Put it away. Go go to that church and put it away. Yeah. <laughs> now, in terms of predictions, where do you think this family will be in the next five years? And financially, what do you see happening to the Kardashian empire as they continue? You know, I think financially they're going only gonna continue to rise. Frankly, I hate to say that, but I think it's the truth. Because once you get to a certain level of wealth, as long as you are being relatively responsible, which they are, like, they're fine, they'll continue to invest that money and it'll continue to grow, especially as Kim takes on that private equity fund. Sky oh, Partners. Yeah. Yeah, I she think that's what it's called. Yeah. In terms of, like, business mindset, I don't know. I think, like, I'm always of the camp of, like, being like the hot girl of the moment is a fleeting thing, but they've managed to squeeze it for all their it's worth. And I think they'll probably continue to be able to do so. And they'll get their little kids in on the grift mm-hmm. too. You yeah. Know? Absolutely wild to see. And I'm really nervous. North cause... is making an appearance at everything. And I think she's really starting to get in on the family business. Yeah. And you know, those kids, like the minute they're like, they're not going to wait until 18. They're going to have those kids involved in something yeah. at a really young age. So I agree with you. I think that you got to say like, it is a talent to stick around in yeah. Hollywood. So we'll probably be seeing more of them. So I'll have to have you back the next time <laughs> they get sued by someone. It's going to be quick, I'm sure. Yeah. So we'll just, we'll just uh, have to wait for that. So Tell everyone, once again, where they can find your podcast and they can listen to our episode over on there where we talked about Nepo babies and some celebrity scandals, et cetera. Yeah, um, I am Vivian too. And you can find me across social media as Your Rich BFF. And you can listen to Net Worth and Chill, my podcast, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me.